Though this trough or dryness which your patient is experiencing at present will not of itself give you his soul, it needs to be properly exploited. I do find the noise and pollution of the city inspiring. Uncle? Uncle? Oh, yes. I have always found that the trough periods of the human undulation provide excellent opportunity for all sensual temptations, particularly those of sex. I would have thought sex was more of a temptation during peak periods. Why would you think that? Well, more physical energy and therefore more potential appetite. <laughs> oh, good answer. But you must remember that the powers of resistance are then also at their highest. The health and spirits which you want to use in producing lust can also, alas, be very easily used for work or play or, or thought or innocuous merriment. The attack has a much better chance of success when the man's whole inner world is drab and cold and empty. And it is also to be noted that the trough sexuality is subtly different in quality from that of the peak, much less likely to lead to the milk and water phenomenon which the humans call being in love. No, no, no. During trough periods, patients are more easily drawn into perversion much less contaminated by those generous and imaginative and even spiritual concomitants which often render human sexuality so disappointing. It is the same with other desires of the flesh. You are much more likely to make your man a sound drunkard by pressing drink on him as a painkiller when he is dull and weary than by encouraging him to use it as a means of merriment among his friends when he is happy and expansive. Never forget that when we are dealing with any pleasure in its healthy and normal and satisfying form, we are, in a sense, on the enemy's ground. But, but surely we, we've won many souls through pleasure. But we have. We have. All the same, it is his invention and not ours. He made the pleasures. All our research so far has not enabled us to produce a single one. All we can do is to encourage the humans to abuse or misapply the pleasures which our enemy has produced. Hence, we always try to work away from the natural condition of any pleasure to that in which it is least natural, least redolent of its maker, and least pleasurable. An ever-increasing craving for an ever-diminishing pleasure is the formula. It is more certain and it's better style to get a man's soul and give him nothing in return. That is what really gladdens our father's heart. And the troughs are the time for beginning the process. To get the man's soul and give him nothing in return. <laughs> Brilliant. But there is an even better way of exploiting the trough. Yes. You do it through the patient's own thoughts about it. Ah. As always, the first step is to keep knowledge out of his mind. Do not let him suspect the law of undulation. Let him assume that the first ardors of his conversion might have been expected to last, and ought to have lasted forever, and that his present dryness is an equally permanent condition. 
Having once got this misconception well fixed in his head, you may then proceed in various ways. Right. It all depends on whether your man is of the desponding type who can be tempted to despair, or of the wishful thinking type who can be assured that all is well. The former type is getting rare among the humans. If your patient should happen to belong to it, everything is easy. You have only got to keep him out of the way of experienced Christians. An easy task nowadays. And to direct his attention to the appropriate passages in scripture. Then to set him to work on the desperate design of recovering his old feelings by sheer willpower and... The game is ours. Hmm. If, however, he is of the more hopeful type, your job is to make him acquiesce in the present low temperature of his spirit and gradually become content with it, persuading himself that it is not so low after all. In a week or two, you will be making him doubt whether the first days of his Christianity were not perhaps a little excessive. Talk to him about moderation in all things. If you can get him to the point of thinking that religion is all very well up to a point, you can feel quite happy about his soul. Brilliant. A moderated religion is as good for us as no religion at all, and much more amusing. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but, but when should I attack his faith directly? You know, persuade him that it's all a lot of rubbish. Only when you have caused him to assume that the trough is permanent can you persuade him that his religious phase is going to die away like all his previous phases. In fact, the mere word phase will very likely do the trick. I assume that the creature has been through several of them before and he always feels superior and patronizing to the ones he has emerged from. Not because he has really evaluated them, but simply because they are in the past. You keep him well fed on hazy ideas of progress and development, I trust. I do. And give him lots of modern biographies to read. The people in them are always emerging from phases, aren't they? <laughs> so they are. You see the idea? Keep his mind off the plain antithesis between true and false. Nice, shadowy expressions like, uh, it was only a phase, or uh, I've been through all of that, are indispensable to us. Oh, and uh, don't forget that blessed word, adolescent.